When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the ToadHopNetwork.com. It's a groovy way of relaxing. Radio worth watching. Radio worth watching. Hey, how's it going, Geekscapists? And Kenny, you nailed it on that mute button. Uh, thank you, sir, for not uh, making me sound like a Transformer uh, <laughs> for the third week in a row when we start the show, as you guys uh, know if you've been listening to Geekscape before the last two weeks. Kenny has not exactly been quick with the uh, unmute button coming into the show, and so I've started sounding like Megatron for like the first three seconds. We're about to... uh, hey, welcome to Geekscape. So... I have one finger that works, and I have five buttons to press. <laughs> you know what? I never thought about it that way, and I so I'm the asshole now. Can you flick me off with the one no, no, finger no, that the, works? If, if my middle finger worked, you'd be seeing it right now. <sighs> you know what? Damn. Damn. <laughs> Damn the circumstances that took your legs. Um, all right, this is Geekscape. We're going to talk movies, video games, comics, and all that uh, geek news and reviews like we do every week and have been for the last seven years. We've got some uh, big news to uh, talk about later in the show, but that is not the reason that we are here every week. If you guys are long-standing Geekscapists, you know that we, we usually have guests. Uh, Andrew Andrew Duvall uh, from Fangasm is returning uh, as my co-host this week. I think Andrew is pretty close to a permanent fixture on yeah. Geekscape. I think it's fun. It's like your third time co-hosting, fourth time? Fourth I think it's your fourth time co-hosting. Yeah. Or, no, I think, yeah, fourth time co-hosting. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're... The last time I did it, it was with the whole Fangasm cast. Yeah, that doesn't... Yeah, I mean, that counts. That counts because <laughs> cause you, had, you were on the mic permanently, and everybody else was doing round robin, so... Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're the co-host. Um, so nice. I love having you as a co-host. Yeah, and, it's fun. Um, and and then of course Kenny's here. Hi. How's it going? <laughs> Trying to iron out any technical difficulties and um, or create a few. And then uh, <laughs> we usually have a guest, and my guest this week is Jeff Grace, a good friend of mine who been part of. Uh, I mean, he's been a friend of mine for several years. He was last on the show with you, you and Todd were on the show a yeah. few months ago talking about. Uh, it's a disaster mm-hmm. when that one hit. Um, yeah. So I haven't talked to you since it's a disaster. But so he's on he, he's on the show a couple of months ago. You guys will remember, and they have this movie. It's a disaster. It was hitting iTunes. It was hitting VOD that weekend, and the Boston Marathon bombs go off. Oh. And, this, and it's a disaster is about a bunch of people who have this Sunday brunch, and uh, Julia Stiles is in the movie, and and uh, who else is in the movie? David Cross, David America Cross, Ferreira, yourself, myself, Blaze Miller, and so so this is, that's what this movie is about. Like they're all having this Sunday brunch, and the couples either do or don't, you know, get along. But then after an hour or two, it's a brunch. Whatever, they're going to move on. But 
there's like a dirty bomb that supposedly hit L.A. during this brunch, and everybody has to completely stay in their house or risk contamination. Yeah. So, I remember this movie. Yeah, it was really funny. Yeah. Oh, good. Oh, you saw the movie? Yeah, I remember it now. You're the guy. It, in, <laughs> a, a, a little, I saw it, too, since the last year. <laughs> yeah. Last year oh, so, well, you guys I, are I, awesome. So, so it. it's a little comedy about a bombing, <laughs> and then that weekend, Boston happened. Yeah. Or, or maybe the following week. or I mean, it was really close. It was the opening weekend. <laughs> oh, shit. But oh, man. I think, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but that was our, you know, but in hindsight, I, I mean, I don't feel like people are thinking about the Boston Marathon bombing that much anymore, at least here. Well, but your opening weekend. When I you, think uh, then it may have, taken, right. it may have uh, dimmed the mood a little bit for a comedy about a terrorist event. Do you, I mean, do you, do you think it, it affected you guys in any way, sales-wise? Do you think people are like, oh, I'm not going to do the, I'm not going to get the movie with the guy in the hazmat suit on the poster? <laughs> I think, no, I think it definitely... Definitely, you know, you have a film that's about a disaster, and you have a film, it's, and it's making light of that, and then right. there's a real-life disaster. I think it makes the mood to see that movie a little bit more uh, muted, mm -hmm. to go back to the reference earlier in the show about the mute button. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thanks for bringing it up. I mean, did, <laughs> it's a great callback. Did, did you just feel like a really bad human being at that point? No. <laughs> Because I, I didn't, I didn't bomb anyone in Boston. I wasn't the guy. Did you just really, I mean, that weekend, did you just feel like the most insensitive human being at those screenings at the Los Feliz Three? No, I, like, I felt great. I was, just, you know, watching myself on screen, just patting myself on the back. I mean, just, you know, I'm, I'm an actor. <laughs> These actors. I just look in the mirror in the morning and oh, start you the day. Thespians, <laughs> you thespians. You know, God, I wouldn't be able to do it. I hate myself too much. Um, but I'm sure you hate yourself enough as it is. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I couldn't be a thespian. I, I'd just be like, I would, I would wake up and be like. Uh, go back to bed and just die. Uh, well, it, it's got to be hard just to have a movie that's about a bombing anyways, but mix that with the Boston I mean, Massacre bombing thing. Right. It's double ramey. Well, no, I think Evil Dead 1 and 2 are double ramey. <laughs> but this would be a double whammy. Um, so, but has the movie done well? Has, you know, Looking back, it's a disaster. Has it done well? Are yeah. you satisfied with how it's done? We're, I think we're very happy with it. You know, the... It's only been out for two, like six months. Yeah. Uh, but it came out on VOD. It was number one on iTunes uh, several times throughout the summer. It was the number one movie on Netflix when it first came out. Um, so it's gotten it's a lot of traffic in those platforms. It's unfortunate because we saw, you know, our biggest spike on IMDb, which is the movie tracking kind of database. Yeah. Was the day it leaked on BitTorrent. What? So it goes to show you that people still are pirating movies more than they're watching them legally, which is unfortunate. When, um, how long into the release was that? Was that, that was, almost insane? It was about uh, a month and a half before right, it was so released. You, you in got about a month and a half into uh, <laughs> making. So that's always good. You're like, oh, shackles. awesome! Everyone's watching the movie, but we uh, we uh, we don't make money off BitTorrent, um, which is tough because right. independent films are in a tough spot. All films are in a tough spot. Um, but the film's done well. It's made it's made you know good chunk of its money back. I think it's on you know it's on pace to get our investors our money back, which mm -hmm. is nice. Um, not overnight, but it will happen, and uh, that's a big achievement I think for a small film like ours. Right. And, uh, and and so what are the future plans? And let's talk about this Kickstarter that you just started. Yep. Uh, what what is the next? Thing? And, and also talk about this Hulu thing because I keep seeing it on Facebook. This mm -hmm. this comedy. Yeah. This one hour comedy thing. Yeah. W which one do you want to talk about first? Like what what do you think? Well, I could talk about – I shot a Hulu one-hour stand-up comedy special on Tuesday of last week. Yes. And uh, that's being edited. And okay. I appreciate everyone that came out to see that. We shot it at the Fake Gallery in Los Angeles. And uh, it's about an hour and ten minutes. We're going to cut it down, I think, to a more TV hour, which I think is 42 minutes. Sure. Um, and so that'll be out. Hulu. Yeah, that'll be out, I think, at the beginning of next year. Uh-huh. So uh, – 
That's cool. And then right now we're in the middle of our Kickstarter for my feature film uh, directorial debut, uh, which is a movie called Folk Hero and Funny Guy, which is, uh, coincidentally enough, about uh, stories from my experience being a stand-up comedian on the road. And then I have a friend of mine, Adam Ezra, who's who we both started. Like He started as an acoustic musician. I started as a comic. And over the years, we sort of followed each other's careers. So it's a movie about a comedian who goes on the road with a Jack Johnson singer-songwriter type of guy. Mm -hmm. And if you've ever – I'm sure you've opened up uh, for bands over the years. Yeah. It always sucks. It's It's really weird. Not fun. (laughs) Even major people, like when when you have like a festival and like – you know, a major comedian like Brian Posehn or somebody comes out, It's it just doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. You know? It's awful. Even it, big comedians bomb. Big comedians bomb. It's just a not a conducive environment. Yeah, people come to see the music, and then the comic comes on stage, and then they're like, what's going on? Right. Yeah, I opened up for, in L.A. here, I opened up at the, what's now called the Virgil. I can't remember the name of it. I think it was called Little Temple back mm-hmm. in the day in Silver Lake. And I used yeah. to open up for this Hip hop rap night. Oh, that's your kind of thing, though. <laughs> it was I mean, exhausting. I, when I see you, though, I, I see that. Right. You know, people I, think that. <laughs> I, I opened up for. I, I remember opening up for Guar, and the only laugh I got was when they put me through the meat grinder. The, the, <laughs> I think that was a response to how much they hated me. The worst <laughs> is when I was 24. I opened up for a 13 year old disc jockey guy. What? Yeah, like he just does. I don't even know what like you call him. A 13 year old kid? Yeah, it was the worst thing in the you world. You basically press play on like his <laughs> his iPod. Yeah. And you were opening for him. Yeah, it was the worst. Like, his family was there. Was that on the promenade? Like, what? what, you, what is that like on the this, this was back in Florida. It was the the most, it was the worst thing. They paid me 50 bucks, and I'm like, that was totally not worth $50. Who's the trashy Florida <laughs> rapper? Riff Raff? Was it Riff Raff? I have no clue. Some thirteen-year-old oh. kid. Yeah, he may still not be. I mean, he may be dead by now. Like, yeah. like, like, like it, it sucks when a thirteen-year-old's getting laid more often than you are. Yeah. Oh, you know, oh, come on, the story of my year old life. Thirteen-year-old DJ. That you know, he's got his virginity was gone long ago. You're like, yeah. I see a lot of girls in the crowd right now. They're like, get out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> Let us see the thirteen-year-old kid. That's really rough. Yeah, um, it was pretty bad. So, so before we talk about. The folk hero mm-hmm. uh, and funny guy. I want to talk about this um, this this Hulu special. Sure. So if, you know if you you have Hulu right now, like what is this? Is part of like a comedian series? Like what what is this? I you know it's uh it's a little bit uh, uh, top secret right now, but Hulu what? Hulu is getting in that space I think, and um, so they are doing some comedy specials. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know exactly what I'm allowed to say. I think I signed some agreement. Do you know who else is in a part of it? Uh, I don't. I, I mean I do. I do, but I can't say. <laughs> Andrew Duvall? <laughs> Unfortunately not. <laughs> Andrew would be great, a great addition. Oh, okay, okay. Let's play this game. Let's play this game, 20 questions. No, we're not going to play 20 questions. But uh, let's play this game. Let's play uh, are, are they are they on your level or are you like, holy shit, I can't believe I'm part of this stable? I feel like I'm lucky to be invited. Okay. Um, I, I, the, the director and producer of, of the night I did was a guy named Paul Dudrich, um, who's from the UK and was a big comedy producer over there and We've been friends for a long time, and he referred me to them and, and, and really uh, was sort of the driving force behind it, which was awesome. And so you know, he's doing a lot of stuff over at Hulu right now, and this is one of the things he's working on. He's also doing a talk show and uh, political shows. So the Hulu is, I think, making – I mean it's no surprise that they would be pushing into original content. That seems to be – No, they have been for a few years. Yeah. So uh, I think they're getting to that space, and I think, I think they're trying a lot of different things. And mm-hmm. so That's really specials, cool. Yeah. No, I mean it's great. I mean, I mean, and we were just talking about this with, uh, before the show that college kids they watch Hulu is their TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, for maybe for us old men, it's still 
oh, like the thought of watching a half-hour program on your computer seems a bit alien to me. Right. But I'm really old. I just have um, an old computer, so it gets really hot. Yeah. <laughs> like, it sits on my lap and gets really hot. It's and never comfortable. No. And I'm like, ah, fuck, it's burning my leg. <laughs> you know, I have to take it off. If it's burning your leg, you might want to take it's it. It's a really the... old computer. <laughs> it's a Commodore 64. <laughs> it's really heavy. It's like an Acer. Yeah, it was the first computer. It was but an entire room. It, which is yeah, awesome. I was like, here, here's some basic. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I mean, we I watched some. You know, it's easier on an iPad, and I guess that's the equivalent on an iPad. I watched some stuff on an iPad. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're right. I mean, with the Amazon and the Netflix and the Hulu, I think that I think you're you know you're primed to maybe have some people watch this stand-up special. Are you going to let us know when this is? I will. Uh, I will let you guys know for sure. Okay, I'm sure I'll need the, by the end people of the show? to go there to watch it. No, okay. By the end of the show, can you tell us like who else? David I, Cross. Oh, good friend of yours. You hooked them up with that. Sounds good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so you got that. Okay, and, and you're you're Mister Mystery. So I, I mean, I ain't gonna pull your teeth on that one. I just want to get myself in trouble. No, no, no. It's good. It's good. You know, they don't need their stuff promoted. It's a good idea. Uh, I mean, I mean, who, who would possibly be looking forward to stuff? I mean, why would you want to have uh, excitement? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, this okay. Now let's talk about Funny Guy and Folk Hero. Yeah. Now, now tell me about why Kickstarter? Because your last few have not necessitated the Kickstarter, right? Well, the, the one that you did uh, with guys, Todd and stuff like that. You know, the guys I started with, uh, the Vacationers, which is Todd, right? You guys Miller, had a falling out, Kevin Brennan. No, no falling out. But um, we actually did a video that when Kickstarter first came out, we made fun of Kickstarter. Cause, oh. And so we have a pretty funny video. If you you can Google it, called the Vacationers Kickstarter video, and it was just a joke about you know we were we came up with this fake project called Beach Patrol, mm-hmm. and it was really clearly we were just trying to get surf lessons in Hawaii from our Kickstarter. Right. Uh, it wasn't, and then it wasn't like, and they're like, <laughs> and we're like, we're not even using Kickstarter. Just send us a to, a check to this PO right. box. So it was just a joke about that, and you know, and at first I don't think we, I think everyone when it first came out, you're like, this isn't this just begging. But then you yes. see, and it is. When, I mean, when big people do it, it is. <laughs> I guess it know? is begging. Uh, but if done properly, I think it can be a cool way for people to be involved in the film. Uh, Kickstarter, I think, is really more of a – it's a way to pre-sell your content. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen – I've done – Is that how you sleep at night? That's how I sleep <laughs> at night. You say, I'm not begging. I'm pre-selling. I'm pre-selling. Yeah. I'm not um, washing windows in a traffic light. I'm pre-selling. <laughs> I'm pre-selling soap. Well, yeah, you you hope that your friends and family aren't donating to your Kickstarter out of guilt, but out right. of a genuine. Uh, I just want to do off the fucking so, couch. Genuine <laughs> support. <laughs> they just want me to do something with my life. Finally, we can't even look at you anymore. <laughs> just go away. Just shoot a movie. You remember when you were a T-ball champion? <laughs> I want that feeling again. Disappointment. I, I did peak early. Uh, I did peak early. So this Kickstarter campaign, like, like, why turn around after you talk some trash? I mean, you didn't talk trash. You were being funny, and you guys made a funny video. Like but all but comedians, you, yeah. you talk trash. And then you dig your way out. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, no, I did, he'd seen it was really the Zach Braff and the Veronica Mars stuff that made me go, oh, and it changed. There's gold in these hills. <laughs> yeah. That's how you just said. Well, you know, and I, not so much, it was, but it was a way that you started to realize that pe- you can develop a community and that it's a way to talk about your project organically be- well before you naturally would. So you did it to get friends. <laughs> did it to get friends, but also to, to, you know, we liked the project, we wanted to get awareness for it, and we had a, a nice attachment in Alex Karpowski from Girls. Yeah. And so we thought, you know, let's, let's, this is a chance to talk about the film. Let's see if people are interested in taking advantage of some of our incentives. They mm-hmm. were and still are. Um, and so it's been a really good thing. I mean, I think it's just, it's a platform to talk about your film before you've made it. 
because prior to that, you would just have to email all your friends saying, "Hey, here's a script, and here's a, you know, and here's a business plan or something." You know, mm-hmm. is this the, like the only way you're, you're trying to get the money for the film? Was just through Kickstarter? Or was there any mm-hmm. other one? How much are you trying to raise? We're like, trying to raise forty-eight thousand five hundred. Yeah. Right. That five hundred is crucial. The five the extra five hundred is <laughs> crucial. That that will pay for a plane ticket. Okay. Um, but basically, that's about ten percent of our budget. It's exactly ten percent of our budget. And Kickstarter, as its name would suggest, is not a full funding thing. It's, sure. it's really to, let's get started here. It'll give us money to go s- scout uh, locations in Boston and New York uh, in a couple of weeks. Uh, we you know we're going to spend the money before that, but we hopefully will offset our cost. It'll enable us to do some casting, and then we have to record the live music scenes of the movie prior to shooting the film. And so we'll have to pay for Adam Ezra and whoever we cast as our folk hero, which is still not announced yet. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll is it Sony big? On, like in the Hulu thing? Like is it on your level or bigger? <laughs> <laughs> it's safe you've to say it, you've cast it. And when you're talking about Hollywood, everyone yeah. is above my level. So oh, no, that's come easy on, to come uh, on. That's easy. Come on. No, I mean we well there's a few You've stooped a- down to Geekscape. I mean, come <laughs> there's on. a there's an actor right now that we are in talks with that I think would be fantastic. I don't mm. know. Jonah I mean, Hill. It could be Jonah Hill. It could be many people. <laughs> like you see him as a folk hero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, jo- I, I would make the a script work for Jonah Hill. Yeah, if he of, course. Interested. of course. I love Jonah Hill. He uh, was the babysitter. I don't know if it would. I'd change the title of the movie. I'd, you know, I'd be like Jonah Hill. Let just you change the script. I will start shooting you. You let me know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think he's working with like Martin Scorsese these days, so <laughs> he, he, may, he may not be. That trailer looks. He may good. not be interested. <laughs> yeah, he's like the color of money. That's all I speak now. Uh, he looks awesome in that in that in that new trailer, The Wolf of Wall Street. That movie looks great. Yeah, yeah. Jonah, so, Hill, Jonah Hill scares scares me because like in one movie he's really fat, and the next movie he's like really skinny, and I just no, I, it, I fear it, for his death. It's, it's flubber. It's, He's the no, Daniel Day-Lewis Day Lewis. It's a Nutty comedy. Professor or Flubber. Which one was that? It was Nutty Professor. Nutty Professor? Not okay, not Flubber. What if, if he, he bounces jumped. around? Yeah, 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 if he, he, yeah <laughs> he fucking space jams, and it's like, oh, it's Flubber. Never mind. Um, so, okay, so 48. Okay, this is this is where the question, this is where the, the seat becomes hot, mm. my friend. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Uh, okay, you got $48,500. $48,500. And, um, and what happens if you raise the $48,500, you go and you shoot these scenes with mysterious folk hero, and uh, and your uh, Mr. Ezra, and you and you shoot these scenes, and then somebody's like, "Well, I still don't want to invest the other five, right. you know, four hundred and fifty thousand dollars to finish, make the movie." Like, what happens there? Because you've you've just promised people on the Kickstarter the finished well, movie. I think because it's not our first rodeo. I've produced two other films. Both of those got made. Both mm-hmm. of those found financing. So I think, For equal I think budget, people can rest similar up. budgets. Uh, one more of a budget. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a disaster. Was a, uh, slightly over five hundred thousand. Okay, and. Then Scenesters was about two hundred fifty thousand. Sure. I don't know if this is supposed to be public information. It, it, I mean, you, you didn't say it last time, but, <laughs> but I think like the movies are, are shot and made right. and distributed, so I can't imagine there's a disadvantage to saying that. Right. But you know, so we, it's a similar budget level, similar name cast. So I don't think we'll have trouble raising the money. So Kevin Brennan's playing the folk hero. Kevin is not. Uh, oh, fuck, man. No, he would be a good folk hero. <laughs> I like him. He plays guitar. Going a slightly music. different type. With the okay, role. okay, it's a female. Um... Shakira, is this uh, is this movie going to be like a full fledged comedy, or is it going to be like a drama kind yeah. of? I would say it's more of a comedy in the way that Sideways is a comedy. Okay, it's yeah. been compared. Some people have said it's like almost famous meets Sideways. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, those movies are funny. Yeah, it's, like, it's funny, but it has heart. soul to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not comedy with a capital C. So, what's the story of this thing? I know you you based it on your own. Uh, 
experience as a comedian mm-hmm. and your buddy's experience as you know traveling. But like like you know this Alex Kraposky guy, he yeah. he, he plays. He plays the funny guy. The funny guy. We, we, I actually, we met him last year at South by. He was okay. just hanging out at like Buffalo Billiards. You know how South by Southwest that opening party is at Buffalo Billiards. Have you been to South by Southwest? I haven't been lucky enough to have a film play South by Southwest, so I haven't been. Okay, um, but I've been to the Austin Film Festival. Yes, and I have hung out at oh, Buffalo, Buffalo Billiards. You guys had a great short at the Austin Film Festival, the Google one or the Google Maps. Yeah. It's funny stuff. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Google that. How, what do they Google to find that? Type in Google Maps Vacationeers. Yeah, that one's really that was, funny. That should show up. Um, yeah, and I remember hearing that you guys played that one at, at Austin Film Festival. But yeah, w- w- he was there at Buffalo Billiards, the opening night party. So always held there. And um, he was and, probably there with a movie called Red Flag. Yeah, my producer George was like, "I want to take a picture of my watch girls. I, I don't mm-hmm. want." Girls, but um, I took a picture. You know, I took the picture, and he seemed like a really nice guy. He uh, super, he's nice super guy. cool. How'd you meet um, this guy? How'd you meet Alex Kaprosky? I met him sort of through Todd Berger. Mm-hmm. Um, they had worked together on a film in Texas, and then we both. He had a film, Red Flag, that was also playing at the LA Film Festival, where It's a Disaster premiered. Mm-hmm. And you know, did the, you know? There's all these mixer events they have at the festivals, and just sort of struck up a conversation, got to know each other, became. Facebook friends. Oh, that's it. That's the move. That's that's all. That's all you need. (laughs) You remember when you became Facebook friends, Andrew? It was was epic. Yeah, I remember. I remember the day I became Facebook friends with you, Jeff. Yeah. Well, and I never made. It was like one of those. Oh yeah. Well, I I don't remember. I probably requested his friendship. I don't remember exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, But then when we were sort of getting into the very early phases of this film, he had done that movie Red Flag, which was a road trip movie. I had reached out to him to just ask, kind of like, you know, how many. You, I really liked his film a lot, and it's similar in, in its geography it's covering. And so I just asked, you know, how many people did you shoot with, this and that? And yeah. He's like, well, well, send me your script. I'm actually not too crazy busy right now. I sent him the script. We sort of talked. He's like, have you cast the main role? Uh, that's the actor move right there. He's <laughs> yeah. sort of sniffing around. These actors, <laughs> these actors love, I mean, you know. And, uh, and, and it was a role I had written for myself at some point, but and I had secretly in my back of my mind was thinking, well, this guy would be awesome, but I just don't want to be too direct. And it's your ask. role, you got to yeah. be an actor. You got to like pee on it like a cat. Well, I didn't. I, I really felt like I was if I was directing my first feature film, and we don't have a huge budget right. to take on both director and actor responsibilities. Felt like maybe one thing too many, and mm-hmm. I was kind of ha- I'm kind of relieved just to be directing. So, right. is, is directing something you always wanted to do, or was it just something? You fell into it with the movie. No, I've always wanted to. I mean, I really wrote this movie as something I could direct myself, um, having it's produced a few fun. films. Nice. Um, and, you know, what I really want to do is direct. That's <laughs> yeah. the move right there. That's the move. You see I, how he did that? This is a true story. I was once, Move aside, Todd. <laughs> I was once in Florida, mm-hmm. and my dad, I was having breakfast with my father. How long ago was this? This is about five years ago. Okay. And we're in Palm, uh, Palm Beach. And this waitress, my dad's a total jokester, and he's like, oh, yeah, my son's an actor. And she's like, oh, I'm an actress. In Palm and Beach, yeah. In Palm Beach. Beach. <laughs> Bring out the pole. And, right. she, and she did the whole thing. She's like, you know, right, right now I want to, like, model and act. And then I think down the road I want to produce so I can, like, do more of my own projects. And then at some point, you know, you just become too old, and there won't be as many parts, so I'll probably start directing. <laughs> I was like, but for now, I'll just take a catch-up with those fries. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so she had big plans. <laughs> In her name was Mira Nair. No, <laughs> I don't know. Mira, like, she, she, she's and, a pretty respected and film. That was, and that was Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. 
<laughs> um, so, so, so you, you pulled that move. It was at the spark. Were you watching yeah. her? And you I was were like, like, you know, if this waitress in Florida has has grand ambitions, why can't I also <laughs> direct a film? As you pushed the check across <laughs> to your father, <laughs> as you were like, Dad, you must. Uh, Denny's is kind of expensive oh, during peak um, hours. Dad, why'd you order drinks? <laughs> <laughs> My my dad actually doesn't drink anymore, so <laughs> not since that night. <laughs> but he he recently put down the hammer on. He's like, I'll pay for dinner if we ever go out, but you kids have to pay for the drinks. That's his, that's his new rule. <laughs> you cheapskate, <laughs> hanging on my damn coattails. That's the move, though. Hey, I, I can't believe my dad's still paying for me to eat something. It's yeah, I mean, how old are what, we? What a, what a disappointment you know what I, mean? like, I am. Like, like we're in our thirties. My parents came out. Um, few weekends ago I, I ran the catalina marathon they, you know they're and i'm not going to see them for thanksgiving or christmas so they came out that was a good humble brag <clears throat> if you're oh, out of, I, just, if, I, just, if, I just ran a marathon if and, you're out um... of fucking shape it's a kind of you know if you fucking look like you eat doritos all day it's a humble brag but how dare you sir <laughs> well you say if you're out of shape it's a humble brag that a, is a humble that brag. was a double yeah. humble brag. Guys, if you're out of shape i'll drop three more like right me. now I didn't even touch the ground running that shit. I flew. <laughs> yeah, I was just bench pressing 400 pounds, and then I got his phone call. I, uh, and... <laughs> but but they kept uh, – but it was that move. That was like the move. that like, They kept paying for stuff. And my wife goes, listen, Jonathan, they are not going to pay for X. And then X came along, and the bill was like – and she's like, okay, they won't pay for Y. <laughs> and then we, we picked up a couple of the lunches. The dinners get a little more expensive because they like to eat nice. But that's the move. I won't, good, I, won't, I won't see them for Thanksgiving and Christmas. And you know what? This is, this is how no good it was. It makes them happy yeah. is what I tell myself. It makes them happy. <laughs> it makes them happy. You like know? that and Kickstarter supporters. I, I, yeah. It makes them happy, right. I hope. And how's the Kickstarter doing? How long are you into the Kickstarter? How, many, how much time do you have left, et cetera? I looked this morning, and I think we are close to $20,000. we are trying to raise $48,500. Uh, so we are about halfway to our goal. We're about okay. halfway through the time. It expi- We have two weeks left. So a little stress, a little stress. <laughs> Just gotta um, pick it up. Well, naturally too, you kind of blast Facebook and social media the first week or so, and then mm. you do have to kind of like lay back. I feel like you just, just for, do Pinterest. Just so not, just, you know, do a lot of Pinterest. Yeah, you LinkedIn, do a lot of Pinterest, Google Plus. No, we don't do Google, Google Plus. Plus. Google Plus is a wasteland. It's like fucking Mad Max and Google Plus. Nobody lives there. I don't even. Yeah, I don't know what Google Plus is. Right. It's I mean, basically yeah. YouTube now. I'm They've integrated it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so, 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 the, what's the strategy? I mean, uh, do you have like an? You know what? What I learned about successful crowdfunding campaigns is that there's always like that, that like angel that can swoop in. So at least you don't lose that twenty thousand. Does that make sense? Like right now, yeah. he, he's raised twenty thousand, and maybe by the end of, you know, two more weeks, he'll be somewhere thirty five, forty thousand if it keeps this pace. And what happens is a lot of these Kickstarter campaigns to not lose that 40, even though they're raising 48, will have one person in the wings or a handful of people in the wings be like, hey, I'm going to throw in 2,000, 5,000, get you to that 50, 48, and then you just pay me back once you get cashed out. So you, at least you've raised mm. X. At least you've raised 40,000. Have, have, you, have you thought about that? Have you, have you put those people in place? <laughs> we should. <laughs> there, we should think about that. Is there a way to put those people <laughs> in place? If there's any the listeners out weeks? there that want to be an angel. Yeah. Well, we do have some people that said if we hit, uh, like, a, if, like, if you get the 30,000, I'll give you this. You know, well, they don't want to bet on losers? Like, help me get to fucking 30,000 then. Put your money where your mouth is. I don't know. I guess they're just, they want to, that's pretty common. A lot of times is matching it? investments kind of folks. Yeah. People, people like if, yeah, they want to see they want to put you know make you work a little bit for it. I also think some of these people don't understand that the concept of Kickstarter is you don't get any money until you give it. So some people 
in a tr- conventional fundraising campaign. Right. They don't want to. They're like, if you get close enough, to, if you get close to your goal, I'll give you. You know, they want to motivate you. So I don't mind it. Well, I just think that it's, it's got to be yeah, nerve wracking because you got to be like you can't say to someone if someone says I'll give you this money if you do this I, I can't go well actually the terms I prefer you to give me money <laughs> are the following <laughs> yeah there's got to be a, there's got to be a, a clear I'll call way. him if it's close and we're not yeah. there yet yeah I'd be like listen man do you mind if I hang you upside down by your ankles <laughs> <laughs> you know like <laughs> shake you off a bridge is like, that but, one of the other platforms of success is just shaking people down yeah that's that's uh that's called the mob. And uh, and you can do it. I mean, you know, you can well, do it. Let's say let's say you don't get your forty eight thousand five hundred. What happens then? Do you? Is it just Alex Kropowski pays for it? I don't. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to entertain those those thoughts. No, he's, he's <laughs> twenty thousand. He's going strong. Geekscapist, and you guys are going to help him out if you guys are interested in seeing this movie. I hope and it we sounds good. And we we love Jeff. And it sounds guys, like a great idea. For if you guys movie. saw the last you. movie, you know this is a worthwhile effort. It's this, a disaster. It was one. a funny movie, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Until the Boston Marathon, the next different time. writer, different director, Todd right. Berger. But uh, you know, I was a producer on that, and so um, I think it's a similar com- comedic sensibility. That movie's maybe a bit more satirical. This movie will be a bit more heartfelt. But both, I think, I think the vacation years have proven that we all have really good sense of humor. Okay. Well, guys, we're going to take a spot break. We'll be right back on Geekscape. So um, hold on to your butts. Listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. What's up, Toadheads? Hey, make sure you check out the Toad Hop store on ToadHopNetwork.com. It's a great way to support the network and helps continue to bring you quality programming. Quality programming, my ass. Can you see I'm recording you? So maybe you've got a great idea for a business and want to start selling your products or services online. Maybe you're an established business owner looking for new customers. Or maybe you're interested in starting a personal website. No matter who you are, GoDaddy wants to help you kick ass online. Right now, GoDaddy's offering .com domains for just $1.99. It's go time. Start your website today. Visit GoDaddy.com and enter promo code TOAD to get your $1.99.com or click on the GoDaddy graphic on the ToadHop website. Some limitations apply. See website for details. Does your car smell like you need scent bomb? Does your house smell like get some scent bomb? Does the bathroom smell like get some scent bomb? Go to GetSomeScentBomb.com today for the best air freshener you've ever tried. We are so confident that you will love Scent Bomb that we're giving away a free bottle to the next 12 customers that type in the promo code RADIO at checkout. If you're tired of weak air fresheners, try Scent Bomb. Scent Bomb is a concentrated air freshener, so all you need is just a couple of sprays and the smell will last for days. That's right, you spray it today and you still smell it tomorrow. We guarantee that it's the best air freshener you've ever tried. So go to GetSomeScentBomb.com and enter the promo code RADIO at checkout to get your free bottle today. There's nearly 100 fragrances to choose from. So go to GetSomeScentBomb.com. That's GetSomeScentBomb.com. 
What's up, everyone? Sports Guru here. Sick of looking at the same old boring websites? Well, check out the new SportsGuru.com for all the hottest training videos and all the biggest sports news. Become a VIP for only $4.99 and get premium access to everything the Sports Guru has to offer. The beautiful Gurus Girls, all my biggest sports picks, and much more. So get off that porn site and check out the new SportsGuru.com. To leave your house to shop, to crawl through traffic to the mall, just to find the thing you wanted, isn't even there at all. Amazon.com is the answer. Shop at home and style and ease. Find exactly what you want. Ordering your stuff's free. Books on tape. Games galore. Everything you're looking for. Kindle. Cameras. Electronics. Baby Einstein. Hooked on phonics. Blu-ray. Movies. And TV. Downloads. Music. MP3. Pixar. Disney. Microphone. Pet supplies and doggy bones. World of Warcraft. Nancy Drew. Sims. The Scruff system too. Click Amazon. You'll file with glee. Sometimes shipping's even free. With Gamefly, choose from over 6,000 titles. Play as long as you want and send them back when you're done. $8.95 to start, no late fees. Gamefly.com. Games delivered. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network. Radio worth watching. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to a Little Geekscape. We're here with Jeff Grace. We're talking about his uh, current Kickstarter project, um, Funny Guy and Folk Hero. Folk hero and Folk funny hero guy. And funny guy. Now, well, why not just switch those? Why, why is that important? We could switch it. It's okay. <laughs> is that, is that a, a distributor? Well, is, there, is that like a Kickstarter goal maybe? You see like Kickstarter incentive? You can name you, it whatever you if want. If you give $5,000, we'll change the title maybe. But you have to have, those, <laughs> you have, to have both, both sets of those words in there. It's got, it can be like folk hero, funny guy. Somewhere in there you can switch them around, but maybe you can add a word. Well, I think <laughs> and angel investor. They say you should change your title to an A or a B, B or a C because of the you know alphabetical listing. On so Red maybe Box I can change it to about yeah. a folk hero and funny guy. Yeah, yeah, so, that's still not bad. You know, it's like about a boy, but it's about grown ass men. I saw that you one know? of the incentives yeah. is like you give away like the uh, original script book. Yeah, 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 that was really cool. I that thought. hasn't gone, hasn't sold yet. There's you, only you, one, there's only one person can get that though. Well, Jeff emailed it to me last week if you want to. <laughs> no, this is the annotated script, the one oh. from on set. So oh. have all these oh, notes. Oh, it's not annotated yet. Yeah, it'll have like mean spirited comments maybe right. or you know who knows you circling he fucked up this line have the adr you know like, how, like, how much does someone have to give for that one yeah what's the what's the goal in the, i the think script? it's expensive because it's gonna be otherwise it would be in the smithsonian you're gonna have everybody point. sign it and shit <laughs> you're gonna have everybody sign it everybody in sure. maybe sign I could, that, it that's nice. definitely could be doable so it'd be autographed it'll be it's a one of one of a kind collector's item mm -hmm. could you gold leaf it uh, that is for the person that acquires it to do if they like just get a bunch of those little like um chocolate coins and just put out like the wrappers, like smooth a bunch of the wrappers up on the front and the back, so it looks gold leaf. That's a possibility. Yeah, that I'll way. Look you, into that. that way you can you can offer it as gold leaf, and eat a lot of chocolate. <laughs> I like I like chocolate. Yeah, I would do that. Just be like, oh, it's, it's, a good, good it's gold leaf. Then they see it, they go, what the hell? I've been bamfoozled. <laughs> like, this, this ain't no gold leaf. <laughs> All right, so um. I, I want to talk real quick about um, some changes that have been going on in my body. No, <laughs> in Geekscape. Yeah, what's um, going on here? So listen, we we have a bit of news here with Geekscape, and uh, it doesn't really throw too much into flux. But I want to tell you guys um, that Toad Hop. How how would we say this, uh, Kenny? Next week is Thanksgiving, and so there's no Geekscape on Thanksgiving. Obviously, next Thursday from six to seven. Right. So we're actually going to do Geekscape next week. Because I, I hate skipping weeks, and you guys know that. And in the last seven, eight years we've been doing a show, I've missed like a, 
a single digit you know number of uh, of shows. You're the Cal Ripken of podcasts. <laughs> yeah, uh, he had fa- except he had fans. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so um, so here's the thing with with Toad Hop. Toad Hop, in this building, they've got to get out of this building by like December first, right? The the studio is shutting down December first, right? And they're just using that as an opportunity to what? Figure out another business model. Da, yeah, da, yeah, da, for, uh, yeah, different location. In different location. So until they do, we're going MP3 only. Yep. Like until Toad Hop figures out what new location they're going to. Uh, I love the Toad Hop guys. I love Frank. Uh, I love Johnny. I like I like Kenny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> here, here's what's going to happen. We're going to go MP3 only. Until Toad Hop figures out what's going on, um, and so if you guys are listening right now and you're enjoying the Geekscape and you're enjoying Mr. Grace and you're enjoying Andrew Duvall, uh, definitely hit subscribe on whatever RSS feeder you're listening to. If you're listening to it on iTunes or Stitcher uh, or Podcast One, whatever, however you're getting your Geekscape, subscribe to it, and you're going to keep getting MP3s. We're going to the Long Beach Comic Con this weekend. I'm going to do some interviews. That stuff. Like the stuff from Kamikaze, I just put up on the MP3 feed. Um, for you guys, more free content is better, and I always felt like that. Um, and you know, yeah, I'm a little bummed that we don't get the call-ins and the live feed and in the streaming, and you guys don't get to watch the show. But uh, honestly, like the majority of our audience is an MP3 download audience, and and I think that's um, that's cool, and I love it. But if you are somebody who watches the show, hit subscribe on iTunes, and you guys can carry. Through this, uh, I mean, whatever it is, if it's a hiatus or if for some reason Toad Hop calls and goes, sorry, uh, we're going to come back with a business model where we're only giving shows to people, you know, who that are named that, 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 that aren't named Jonathan yeah. London, yeah. you know, then, then that'll be fine too. You know, <laughs> we, we've been around on our own for long enough. And if this is where Geekscape and Toad Hop part ways, I am more than thankful for what Frank and Johnny and Kenny have done. In fact, this is this is what's going to happen, all right? Because we're going to go back to MP3 purely for a little bit. Um, I'm going to keep Andrew Duvall, all right? We had a draft. You guys don't know this. You guys don't know this, but the Toad Hop Network had a draft. Um, I actually uh, I drafted Kenny. So Kenny, are you going to continue with Toad Hop after after this little hiatus? Are you going to with Toad Hop? Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm going to stay with, with Toad Hop as, as long as it goes. Okay, so so I'm going to name. Uh, okay, so let's scratch that. Because <laughs> I, I actually, oh, wait wait wait, you were drafting me for you. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, oh. Yeah. yeah. No. No. Because I, I was going to. You said you kind of liked. I was going to. I was. Well, Kenny, I was going to trade. Um, and he was joking. Yeah, he was I was going to trade for you. I was going to trade. I have some old. <laughs> oh. Oh. Who do you yeah. have? Who do you have? Well, I have some uh, people who haven't really recorded the show in a long time. Would you? Okay. Like to, I'm in then. Okay. They, so, they, they sound good. So we're going to send Brian Gilmore to. to <laughs> we're going to send Brian Gilmore to, to Toad Hop. Uh, would you guys like the the, the rights to William Bibiani? You know, he has, about, These you know, people that have names sound good. Yeah. Well, they, they've them. been on the injury roster for a long time. On the disabled list. They, I'm on the disabled, disabled list. I'm, I'm on the permanently disabled Kenny, list. Kenny, to, to be fair, you're less disabled than these guys. <laughs> <laughs> you're less disabled than Gilmore, I'll tell you that much. Um, but but listen, so what we're going to do is, uh, and, and I may throw in a Shane O'Hare, right. uh, who you met two, uh, two weeks ago or so, and, uh, and, and so you can draft them. But Kenny, let's say that Toad Hop never... And Geekscape never join ways again. Let's let's say that it's parted ways for good, and I just have to keep with the MP3. And let's say Toad Hop goes to like a pay model, something uh-huh. that I don't want my audience to ever experience. Okay. I don't want them to ever have to pay for an MP3. Yeah, they let, probably wouldn't anyways. Right. Let, let, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let, let's say let's say we they go to a pay model, and and it's like it ain't gonna happen. Would you stay with Geekscape? That is the loyalty I need. Let, let's say let's call this your workout. You know, for your team workout. Would you would you stay with Geekscape and continue to record the show for us no matter what we do? Absolutely. 
All right, right. Yeah. 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 we have Kenny. Uh, Kenny, uh, Kenny. Right. Uh, one I love day, you guys. One you guys day, are my favorite show. Uh, we are your favorite show. And here's a fact about the Toad Hop Network. Kenny only comes in to engineer our show. Oh, yeah? Is that yeah, true? And mobility isn't really something that's easy for <laughs> Kenny. Like, transport isn't easy for Kenny. I yeah, mean, it, take, it takes five hours for me to roll my wheelchair here from Santa Clarita. <laughs> well, well, in all honesty, to be serious, I mean, a couple week, you know, a couple months ago, your, your father, the van that you guys used to transport you broke yeah. down. Yeah. And it was hard for you to get here. And, um, and I really appreciate the fact that you like, make it a point to come and be a part of Geekscape. Well, you've been very, very nice uh, to me. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, you're like one of my favorite people here at Toad uh, and one of the, one just, the shows. And so, like, I'm very this happy. This is really nice. Just to work with you the guys. rest of the female porn stars that, that, that like to motorboat them, but, uh, but but you know what? I will let you motorboat me, uh, but you're gonna have to do it in the back. I'm in twice. Uh, oh my god, butt cheap motorboating! Butt cheap. I'm, I'm sorry, sir, but that, that's all I have to offer. My 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 other cleavage. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so guys, Geekscape is gonna go MP3 only for a bit. You're gonna have to uh, subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher or do you have to podcast change, one. If you're currently a no. podcast subscriber, do you have to change anything? Heck no, because here's the thing. With, with this is this is how I differed from the rest of the Toad Hop roster. I had an MP3 in an XML feed and an RSS feed before I came to Toad Hop. So Toad Hop was very nice and allowed me to continue to maintain my own feed independently of Toad Hop. So anytime an MP3 shows up on your feed, it's because I've manually put it there. Um, so, um, so it's really like no change. If you're a podcast subscriber, you can just sit pretty and keep listening every week. And that's the thing. We're going to keep giving you guys podcasts every week. And as I said before, um, like those extra podcasts that showed up like two weeks ago after Kamikaze, my conversation with Edward James Almost and the different panels that just showed up on the feed. We're going to keep giving you guys random content like that. Like uh, maybe if I go down to Long Beach Comic Con this weekend, uh, I'll do some interviews with different creators and put that up on the uh, uh, on the uh, feed. Andrew Duvall, maybe we'll hang out a little bit. Andrew, you will yeah. continue to co-host here and there on Geekscape. I'd love to. It's a lot of fun. And Kenny will continue to engineer it when he can. Yeah. So, uh, so I guess the only difference is you won't be able to watch it. You won't be able to watch it, so I won't have to right. worry about my face, which is <laughs> really a positive. And we, and we won't have like the Phantom Chewer like we did last <laughs> week. Last week when that girl was on drugs and eating, you know, there was a girl. She was probably high. She was, you know, she was doing like her. Uh, I don't know what she was doing. She was probably had the munchies, and she was she just accidentally called because she was watching the as asinine as she was. She was watching the live stream from one of the other shows or mm-hmm. the the recorded stream. It yeah, wasn't Nick live. Ritchie. She was watching Nick Ritchie's show, which is is on Tuesday, and she showed up. She's she a hit, day late. She hit play on it, and she called up and was like, "Hey, Nick," and I'm like, <laughs> "No." No, no one's called me Nick in my entire <laughs> life, but uh, I can hear you eating, and then she denied it for 30 minutes. Um, nice girl. Maybe she's still listening, Lindsay. Yeah. <laughs> call in, Lindsay. Okay, Lindsay, to hear from call you. up. If you guys do want to call up, 323-622-8623. But that is the news. Uh, definitely hit that subscribe button and keep listening to Geekscape, because you know what? We, we've put seven, eight years into podcasting, and we're going to keep going. Um, we have a TV show out right now that is you know, at different studios. Hopefully we get called in, and it continues. And then and I received some news today regarding Doc of the Dead that made me shake. And it was news that I've been wanting to hear since I was probably in high school. <laughs> and I can't tell it to you because it'll probably mess everything up uh, and it'll jinx it. But um, I'm really excited about Doc of the Dead. Um, it will be on TV in March. Um, and there's there's additional news that I want to share with you guys, but I honestly can't because I just heard it today. And um, it's really cool. Our feature film is not only going to be seen on TV, but... You guys will just have to wait for the announcement. I'm really happy about it. And uh, the movie just keeps getting better. Uh, we interviewed James Karen from Return of the Living Dead on Tuesday. Um, and that was an incredible interview because not only was he in Return of the Living Dead, but he's in Poltergeist, Invaders from Mars, and like all every 
every Oliver Stone movie. Like he was telling us stories from um, different Oliver Stone movies he'd been in. And the cool thing about this is that for you film nerds out here uh, is he was an understudy to Charlie uh, to um, Buster Keaton. And I prefer Buster Keaton to Charlie Chaplin. He had a bunch of Charlie Chaplin stuff, and he met Chaplin several times. But Buster Keaton was a friend of his. And in his apartment, that's he really has cool. all this old Buster Keaton stuff. He has his hat. He has you know uh, a bunch of uh, props from his movies. He had pictures, personal pictures of his chi- of his like own kid with Buster Keaton. You know, and his kid's sixty now. And I mean, private photos of like Buster Keaton with Charlie Chaplin working. And here's a story that I'll share, and I don't think he wants me to share too much because I, I was like, man, we got to come back and document all this <laughs> stuff. And he's like, I don't want it documented. This is just personal to me. But here's a, here's a, a story I'll share. Um, James Karen, he's 90 years old now. And you guys remember him from Poltergeist because he's the guy who, who uh, he took the headstones, but he didn't take the bodies. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and he's like, there's no money in taking the bodies. That's what he told me at least. Uh, and, and I have, it, aren't it, headstones heavier than bodies? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, but you remember that scene at the end? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, here's the thing that somebody asked me to ask him when we have had him there was, uh, who directed Poltergeist? Toby Hooper or Steven Spielberg? Because like that's the big, that was the that's always the big controversy with with Poltergeist is that Toby Hooper is listed as the director, but Steven Spielberg wrote it and was a producer on the movie, and everyone you know is like, oh, when Steven Spielberg was there, he was running the show. Right, but yeah. Steven Spielberg is like, no, I had to go on and do ET like f- four weeks, six weeks later. I was very con- much concentrated on just producing and just you know focusing on then going into ET, and uh, and so I sat down before everything started rolling and I said, so James. I just have one thing to ask you. He goes, who directed Poltergeist? <laughs> I'm guessing he gets asked that a lot. And he, and he said, uh, he goes, this is, this is all I'm going to say on the matter. He goes, I'm not going to answer it, but this is, he said, Toby was there every day and Steven was there every day. And they both had, you know, you know, directions for me. Toby's listed as the director, and that's it. And that's what I'm going to tell you. And it's when someone like, has to say, <laughs> when the when the powers that be want yeah. you to believe a certain story, and then the person that was there goes, this is all I'll say. You know that Steven Spielberg <laughs> directed that movie. I figured if Steven Spielberg's part of the film, he just directs it. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a whole controversy because then, t- you know, Steven Spielberg took out like a freaking ad in, in Time or Variety the following week to a, or like a little while after the movie, before the movie was released. And they had to like a, basically clarify things, which only made things worse. Why did <laughs> why was there such controversy? Because I guess Toby Hooper's not a like a stand up take charge guy. You know, I mean, he directed uh, Toby Hooper directed, um, you know, Ch- Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And, he, you know, he had this poltergeist thing. And it was uh, and I guess the story is that Toby Hooper wanted to do something that was similar uh, to uh, David Lee. Who directed um, the the haunting, the original haunting where it's kind of I POV. I think it might have been David Lean. But um, he was like, I love that ghost movie. And Spielberg's like, oh, I wanted to do a ghost movie. And it kind of turned into the script. And Toby Hooper went, you know, wanted to direct it. But he's a different type of director than Spielberg. Spielberg's right. very much like a director, director. But yeah. he's, he, here he is producing. Um, and so the controversy just kind of came out. But Had Spielberg produced something that he hadn't directed until that point? Oh, yeah. I mean, the Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark. That was... Oh, oh he did direct it. He directed, yeah, he I'm directed thinking, I'm thinking, I'm, I was thinking Lucas. I was thinking Lucas. Mm. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure he had. Lucas, Lucas hasn't even directed some of his own films. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and that, <laughs> but no, he was a sweet guy. James Cameron was a sweet guy. But but here's the Buster Keaton story that floored me was, uh, and I told you guys before. But in James Cameron's house is this sign. It's an old sign, and, and it's faded, and it says, "No uh, children 
pets or actors. And it was an old sign that was just hanging, had a little piece of rope on it. And he said, oh, it used to have be painted with flowers and stuff. And I said, well, what's the significance of the sign? He said, in 1919, Buster Keaton was 24 years old, came out and shot a movie in Signal Hill for like this old, big, big studio director, um, producer. And he needed a room for the week or two weeks that he was going to film this movie. And he goes up to this house that had a room for rent. He knocks on it. And he and the woman says, um, uh, you know, he says, hey, I have to rent a room. And, you know, I'd like to, the room for rent. And she said, did you, you know, what are you here for? And he says, well, we're filming a movie and I'm an actor. And she said, did you read that sign out front? He said, no. So, so, so Buster Keaton walks over to the sign out front. Buster effing Keaton walks to the sign out front. 24-year-old kid just trying to work. And, um, and he sees this sign and it says, again, no children, pets, or actors. And he, and he looks at it, and she goes, now get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and, and so he gives her one look, he grabs the sign, and he runs away. <laughs> and he, he just kept it. And then now it's hanging in James Karen's like, like bedroom or living room. It was a fucking awesome, <laughs> crazy so story. You don't have a lot of those stories that are like links to Hollywood. And I remember I've told you guys on the show the Peter Bogdanovich story, <laughs> you know, when he just told me about Orson Welles walking around naked eating fried chicken. Like, that, like yeah, I've, I've told it before on Geekscape. You hit that subscribe button and scroll down for that one. Um, but I mean, that's kind of cool. The cool thing about filmmaking is like, especially here in LA, and, and I don't know if Jeff has those stories, but now he's, you know, becoming a director and going to be directing, you know, this movie. And I think it will happen. Go to the Kickstarter. Folk hero, funny guy. Like, like go and in, in, in add to this. Um, do you have any of those kind of like crazy stories that you're like, holy shit, I can't believe I, I'm like part, in you know part of this fabric of history that is our storytelling culture or consciousness. I'm probably too close to a lot of those stories to tell them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, you know, yeah. I mean, it's a I mean, it's a fun business, and I, I do think that old Holly. I think Hollywood of those years mm-hmm. was a little bit more wild. Yeah, I think now everything's a little bit more buttoned up. To be totally honest, no, it's it, and it almost seems puerile. Like everybody's like risk mitigation, and they don't want to, you know, they all want to just make superhero movies and sequels and remakes, and there's no real um, pioneers. Well, it's a business now. Yeah, now it's a business. It's a business, and it's not much different than being in a boardroom at Procter and Gamble than mm-hmm. it is being in the set of a Marvel Comics movie. Right, indie film is obviously obviously a little bit yeah. more Wild West, mm-hmm. but I just think that people understand how to make movies more, and I think back in the day it was like. There's only like three guys who can know to direct films, <laughs> and we just leave them alone. <laughs> right. No one knows what to do. And now I think everyone that has an iPhone kind of goes, "Oh, I get it. You just kind of press the button for good or bad. For good, for good or bad. Yeah. Right. I, I feel bad because I like your idea for the movie sounds really, really cool. And last night on Netflix, I watched "I'll Be Home for Christmas" with uh, that that guy from Home Improvement, and it was just a really bad movie. <laughs> It was it's so bad. And I'm like, Allen? yeah, like I'm like, why, why is that movie? <laughs> yeah, what's funny is what you're and, trying and to hasn't raise. Hasn't he done enough Christmas movies? Yeah. As yeah. It is? Yeah. Santa Claus. Yeah. Like, like why is that movie? Why is that movie like produced by a studio? And why not your movie? Whenever like, he hears a jingle, like whenever he hears like 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 Christmas music this time of year, like like jingle like sleigh bells for Christmas, he you know he just stops, takes a deep breath, <sighs> whatever the hell he used to do at Home Improvement. Yeah, I mean, you're trying to raise basically his Coke budget from Home Improvement, like, yeah. like with this Kickstarter. Like, 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 what do you think when you see some, you know, like what Andrew said, not so many words, a, a POS, uh, and, and you're here <laughs> trying to make a heartfelt film? I, you know, the studios make films that can make money, and that's their primary objective. I think back in the day, in the 70s, again, because I think making the art of making a film was more mysterious, I think they literally had to take the scripts that guys like Scorsese and Spielberg brought to them. Right. Because they now I think that the corporate system has figured out, oh, making movies is like making a car. 
mm-hmm. and we can hire a hundred writers and and you know it starts more like we'll start with a toy. You know, Battleship is a great example. Battleship's a movie based upon a board game. The movie has nothing to do with the game. Actually, there's some vague, you know, there's a force field yeah. around. The- but they do go <laughs> blind after a while, and they're like, oh, we have to shoot blind, and it's part of the movie. I mean, it's all incredibly, I mean, it, at the end of the day. Fabricated. Yeah, it's, and it's like they feel comfortable because, like, oh, well, it's based upon a thing we've all heard of, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, Poltergeist would have never gotten made, and, you know, maybe horror films actually would have. But right. Certainly Raiders of the Lost Ark, a, a big budget movie about, a non-existing IP. Yeah, so you have to have like pre-existing IP, and uh, maybe it's, it'll change, or maybe maybe this is one cycle and it'll go back to more you know a tour. Well, the studio system cranked out like 500, 300 pictures a year when we don't crank that out. But the studio system was that John Ford assembly line mm-hmm. that we're talking about. That, that was also pre-television. Yep, and they had an assembly line for that. I mean, they, it would just go right in the theaters, and you could force theaters to block book and take. Oh, if you want this big movie, you can you have to take my two crappy Tarzan ripoffs. You know, well, so it was a different the, system. The, 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 yeah, the studios owned the theaters, right? But it, when TV came out, it, I, I don't remember what year that was, but like nineteen fifty two or three. Whatever. I mean, like yeah. theater theater attendance went from just making up numbers here, but it went from like five hundred million people a yeah. year to fifty million people a right. year. I mean, like that's why there's so many downtown LA. There's all those gigantic flea movie markets. Theaters. Yeah, there's flea, flea markets, markets now. Yeah, you can't fill those theaters with movie-going audiences like that anymore. And is Kickstarter going to bring back the Maverick culture? Are you a Maverick, sir? Looking uh, this at this film Mr. is Gray. definitely uh, Maverick. I mean, we're shooting this thing sequen- sequentially. We're actually going on oh, the road. Oh, sequentially. Yeah. So oh. we're going to shoot the film while actually on a road trip. Uh, the musicians that we, you know, Alex Karpowski will really be on stage doing stand-up comedy in front of live audiences. Uh huh. Whoever we cast as our folk hero will ideally be a musician who can play the music. And he's not cast yet. Not cast yet. Mm. I thought he was just working being, out a few details here. I thought he was just being a little shady with the, <laughs> similar to the Hulu someone thing. that we very much want to be in the like, movie, but we just you know they have to want to want us right, back. Right. Right. <laughs> Otherwise, you're just stalking an actor, right. and that's not right. Right. I was like, okay, so so it hasn't been cast yet. I, I just was like, hey, Jeff, come on my show and be mysterious. And we'll talk. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> well, I mean, I look forward to the Hulu thing. Because that is exciting, and that's something that the audience can jump on in January to tide them over until this next thing yeah. you're working on. Um, the Hulu thing sounds great. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm, I'm excited, really excited about, about it. I just watched the first uh, string cut of it last night because mm-hmm. you perform this thing and you go, okay. Are you okay so with it? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, ha- I'm, you know, t- it was the first hour of comedy I've ever done, yeah, and we intense. filmed it. So usually you would tour and do an hour, but I wasn't quite, you know, I, I was time. Gonna tour? I didn't have right. time to tour. So I sort of did a, the first time I did this all this material together in one hour. I'd mm-hmm. done fifteen minute chunks here, half hour chunks here, but so that was part of the stress of the night. Was just like, does this all make sense together? But that's why you edit it. That's why we shot two. We shot it twice in one night. We you know we did it in, uh, oh. two two tapings. Okay. So then you cut it all together and, and pick it, up the clams. Yeah. Isn't that what they call it when they record? A musician told me that it was called going back and picking up the clams when you. I don't know that. When you basically record like the scratch track or like a, you know the track of the guitar and then it's like oh you messed that note up or you didn't do that you have to go back and pick up the clams and like fix it in the next take and that's basically why you shot two there's shows. A, there's and you a go couple back clams and yeah. in there and uh, we're gonna have to uh, pick up and. You know, and just different audiences react to different things, mm-hmm. which sort of drive different performances, as you know. Yeah. If the audience is loving this one riff about a certain topic, you might go, oh, maybe I can do, I got one more joke on this. Sometimes if they're like, oh, no one's liking this religion stuff, I'm going to cut this short and move on to some other chunk. 
uh, and then kind of edit the best of both shows together. Well, we're going to have that up on uh, Geekscape. Well, thank you guys. In January it. when it hits. Yep. We're going to have that up. I'll keep we're going to promote it. And then Andrew Duvall right now has The Apartment on uh, YouTube. Go search for his web yeah. series, The Apartment. Oh, the nice. Apartment. Yeah. Where can I see this? On YouTube? On YouTube. Search for yeah. The Apartment. All right. It's I'm like, checking it out tonight. It's thank four, you. It's four white guys and a white girl in an apartment not having sex. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> they're all like my out. college days. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, go look for that. And guys, Geekscape, subscribe to the iTunes. We're going to be back. Next Tuesday, uh, Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, we're going to do a, um, a show, and we're going to invite some friends down here for the last, for now, Toad Hop uh, you know, live stream show. So that'll be 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time this coming Tuesday. Obviously, we can, we're not going to do Thanksgiving because we're just not that dedicated. No, uh, <laughs> no I give thanks to all of you guys, and, and we're going to keep this thing going for years to come. So uh, this is Geekscape. Subscribe on iTunes, but also go to YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. And then for at Jeff Grace on Twitter... At Andrew Duvall on Twitter, yep. at Crippled Kenny on Twitter, and at Jonathan Leonard on Twitter. This is Geekscape, and we'll see you guys next week. Thank you, guys. Thank you. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching.